The Devil's Advocates Radio Show is broadcast under a time brokerage agreement between Devil Radio and Civic Media Inc. Some portions of this program may be pre recorded. Warning You're about to listen to the greatest radio show ever. And due to contractual obligations and to shield our airwaves and corporate licensees from any semblance of liability, responsibility, and gullibility, we must tell you the views represented on this show are not necessarily those of this station or its management. This radio show contains differing points of view on current political topics, and due to the nature of its contents, it should be heard by everyone. Thank you for listening. Now live from the Civic Media Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, where the political party is just beginning, welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Friends proving it's never personal, only politics. Please allow me to introduce myself. And now, here's your hosts, Dom and Crute. Take two. Welcome back to the Devil's. Advocates Radio Show. Come on, Whoever man. Turn the mic on. Pushing Rudy, the buttons ready. over here. Oh man, Who's in a, charge over a, there? Apparently some moron named Crudy. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. It'll be a happier, happy hour if it starts. We'll get it started right now, Dom. And I'm declaring this a hairband, super ballad, Friday happier, happy hour. So that's the best kind. And we got Earl Ingram. He's going to join us at 5.30. We're going to catch up with our good friend. He's the host of the Earl Ingram Show on Civic Media. Uh, mornings originating from Milwaukee. And uh, the VP coming to town. Well, technically, it's Waukesha. And technically, the VP, Kamala Harris, coming to Waukesha on Monday. We just don't know precisely where, what time. But me and Earl, we're going to be there. That's our plan. So Earl joining us at 5.30. You can join us, 844-967-2789. We appreciate, and we air the Friday grievances around here. But, Tom, I feel like I've been selfish, man. It's your turn. I thought you had some good Joe Biden news. Uh, We have have lots of things to get to. And, of course, you can join us, 844-967-2789. I want to start with my grievances. Are you doubling... Are you doubling on grievances? Are you about to stack some grievances? No, I, I just have one I want to bring to everyone's attention because uh, we hear about this a lot. And we're going to continue to hear about it uh, from theguardian.com. Half of recent U.S. inflation due to high corporate profits report fines. A new report what? claiming resounding evidence shows that high corporate profits are a main driver of ongoing inflation and companies continue to keep prices high even as their inflationary costs drop. The report compiled by the Progressive Groundwork Collaborative Think Tank found corporate profits accounted for about 53% of inflation during the last during last year's second and third quarters. Profits drove just 11% of price growth in the last 40 years prior to the pandemic, according to the report. Prices for consumers rose by 3.4% over the last year, but input costs for producers increased by just 1% according to the author's calculations, which were based on data from the Bureau of Economic Analysis and National Income and Products Accounts. Costs have come down substantially. While corporations were quick to pass on their increased cost to consumers, they're surprisingly less quick to pass their savings on to consumers. Isn't that amazing how that works? I was like, like the, yeah, the gas price, right? Say. They fly up, they go up, they go up, and then, you know, the price of oil comes down, they slowly creep back down. Uh, the report's author's 
uh, scoured corporate earnings calls and found executives bragging to shareholders about keeping prices high and widening profit margins as input costs come down. I want to jump down here a little bit. Uh, corporations maintain high prices by exploiting cost, cost shocks caused by events such as the Ukraine war and coordinating price hikes, said Isabella Weber, a University of Massachusetts Amherst economist, who is not part of the paper. These shocks create an environment which is uh, in which it is safe for firms to increase prices as they expect their competitors to do the same, said Weber. This is a form of implicit collusion. Firms do not even need to talk to one another to know that a cost shock is a great time to raise prices. But when costs fall, price-setting firms do not have any incentive to decrease prices. Now, the paper, they zoom in on the diaper industry, of which Procter & Gamble and Kimberly Clark control 70% of the domestic market. Diaper prices have increased by more than 30% since 2019, from on average $16.50 to nearly $22. The price, uh, the rise was partly driven by an increase in commodities like wood and pulp, uh, major components of diapers. Wholesale wood pulp prices soared by 87% between January 21 and Jan January 23, but last year's prices dropped by 25%. Still, diaper prices have not come down with lower costs. Groundwork examined earnings calls and found executives at both companies boasting of widening profit margins as input costs decrease. A drop in inputs accounted for about one-third of Kimberly Clark's profits, company executives said. So we talk about greedflation. Well, there's a study, Regardian.com. Not surprising. They crunched some numbers. I tend to agree. My grievance of the day. Sticking it to us because they can. Uh, Dominic? I've got some good news. I've told you I've been seeking out good news from Joe Biden, right? I keep telling you that. Well, today I found some good news, and I'd like to share it with you and the audience. This statement comes directly from the White House to my inbox. Statement by President Joe Biden on nearly $5 billion in additional student debt cancellation Ooh. for 74,000 borrowers. And listen to the borrowers that are the beneficiaries of this. And I would say they earned it, but see what the president has to say. <laughs> Today, my administration approved debt cancellation for another 74,000 student loan borrowers across the country. Bring the total number of people who have gotten their debt canceled under my administration to over 3.7 million Americans through various actions. Of the 74,000 Borrowers approved for relief today, nearly 44,000 of them are teachers, nurses, firefighters, and other individuals who earned forgiveness after 10 years of public service, and close to 30,000 of them are people who have been in repayment for at least 20 years, but never got the relief they earned through income-driven repayment plans. My administration is able to deliver relief to these borrowers and millions more because of fixes we made to the broken student loan programs that were preventing borrowers from getting relief that they're entitled to under the law. Yes, these were established programs. So a little bit more from the president. Today's announcement comes on top of all we've been able to achieve for students and student loan borrowers in the past few years. This includes, Dom, I like when they give us a list, achieving the <laughs> yes. largest increases in Pell Grants in over a decade, to help families who earn less than $60,000 a year, fixing the public service loan forgiveness program so that borrowers who go into public service 
get the debt relief they're entitled to under the law. Dom, I've often bemoaned the fact I never got my GI Bill, despite the fact I served in the U.S. Army uh, Reserves. Well, you know, people are entitled to their benefits under law. I never got mine. And creating the most generous income-driven repayment plan in history, the SAVE plan. Borrowers can go to studentaid.gov to apply. And in wake of the Supreme Court's decision on our student relief debt plan, uh, debt relief plan, we are continuing to pursue an uh, alternative path to deliver student debt relief to as many borrowers as possible, as quickly as possible. From day one of my administration, I vowed to improve the student loan system so that higher education provides Americans with opportunity and prosperity, not unmanageable burdens of student loan debt. I won't back down from using every tool in our disposal. I had to do it that way, Dom, (laughs) to get student loan borrowers the relief they need to reach their dreams. I'm sorry to mix my metaphor, a little wanker snuck out there. Uh, Joe Biden today, a statement from the White House. A lot of people are going to get student loan debt relief. And many of these people have either been paying it back for 20 years or more, and their income qualifies them for some dispensation, or they've been serving our nation through public service in the classroom, in the firehouse, whatever the case may be. Uh, Good for Joe Biden. I'd love to see that he's basically taking existing programs and making sure people actually benefit from them. Government can work. What do you know? What? What? Big government, big government. Uh, Good news also, Curtis, throw this one out there. The Wall Street Journal from today. Americans are suddenly a lot more upbeat about the economy. Consumer sentiment gauge uh, posted the largest two-month gain since 1991. Just a little bit here. Wow. Uh, Americans are rapidly becoming much more upbeat about the economy, reports the Wall Street Journal. Consumer sentiment surged 29% since November, the biggest two-month increase since 91. The University of Michigan said Friday, adding to, uh, to gauges showing improving moods. It's a sharp turn after persistently high inflation. The lingering shock from the pandemic's destruction fears that a recession was around the corner and put a damper on feelings about the economy in recent years, despite solid growth and consistent hiring. Now Americans are bucking up as inflation cools and the Federal Reserve signals that interest rate increases are likely behind us. And with the solid labor market putting money in bank accounts of freely spending consumers, recession fears for 2024 are fading. Consumer sentiments leapt 13% in the first half of January from December, the Michigan survey said, after a sharp rise in the prior month. The pickup in sentiment was broad-based, spanning consumers of different age, income, education, and geography. It's good news. That's good news. You know, there there were people saying we weren't doing a sufficient job of covering the good news about Joe Biden. You know, and... Despite a couple of failed Google searches, Dom, <laughs> if you look hard enough and you do your research out there somewhere, you'll actually find some good economic news being shared by, let's call it the mainstream media, Dom. Because I hear I hear Donald Trump saying, oh, they're turning against me. They're so mean to me. But I don't see any positive coverage, barely, very recent. But Joe Biden, I mean, this guy never catches a break in the press, Dom. It's good to see good news (laughs) being reported as good news. Just saying.
and and by the Wall Street Journal. Uh, you know, this is uh, and and it's gonna it's still gonna be a long way to go, right? I mean, Joe Biden and, and the Democrats. I mean, uh, the the, the Bi- Bidenomics, right? It's still going to be an issue, but you you, you got it. The the sentiment is what the sentiment is, and people are feeling better, and I hope that continues. And now, now, right now. Could be the time for your grievances. We air them on a Friday. It's a happier happy hour. You know, I've seen many on the text line recommending hairpan super ballots because <laughs> we declared it. You know, once you throw it out there, people want to play. So I'll read a few of your requests. We'll play a few during the course of this hour. And we'll be joined by Earl Ingram Jr., our friend, the host from Mornings on the Civic Media. Earl Ingram at 530. Your Friday grievances are next. The devil's advocates may not agree on much, but funny is funny. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show, taking your grievances on a Friday, 844-967-2789. Let's get to the lines. Earl Ingram going to join us at the bottom of the hour, but Wisco, Paul, you are next. Welcome, Paulie. What do you got for us today? Hey, Wisco. Hey, good afternoon, Devils. Thanks for taking my call as always. I have a grievance, and it's against Janelle Brantle. Um, she wants to impeach Megan Wolf again. I don't understand this other than maybe um, she's carrying Trump's water. But the bottom line here is you're running a person that's a good person, and they're, running, they're actually running her name in the ground, and she's done a good a job as I can see. I don't even know what uh, political party she belongs to, so that's, I don't know, but why do you want to run somebody's name in the ground that's doing a good job? It just doesn't make any sense. So that's my my grievance for uh, today is uh, that you know, Branson. I, I I don't I don't know. She's a I think she's a family woman. So uh, thanks for taking my. You, you want to hear how petty? Thank you, Wisco. Always great to hear from you, man. I bet there's a cold spotted cow somewhere with your name on it. Uh, but Dom, you want to hear how vindictive and small the former president is let's not forget he endorsed tim michaels here in the state of wisconsin and tim michaels was a god-awful republican candidate and he was a carpetbagger he wasn't a very uh let's just say adroit politician he called the voters of the great state of wisconsin lazy at one point it might have been in (laughs) fact when he appeared with donald trump at the rally and uh Donald Trump's affinity for Tim Michaels really was born out of the fact that Rebecca Clayfish's daughter went on a plutonic homecoming date with Brian Hagedorn's son. And the fact that 16-year-olds go and his friends to a dance was justification enough for Donald Trump to cast his endorsement for Tim Michaels and to I mean, you don't even know. I'm friends with Joel. They will never forget how their daughter was treated through this process. And I'm not even a Republican, man, but I cannot imagine my 16-year-old kid being targeted by the president of the United States, dude. <laughs> it's, it's hard It's hard to comprehend, no question. 
844-967-2789. Nick, <clears throat> pardon me, Nick from California. Welcome. What do you got for us, Nick? Hey, Nick. Hello. Hi. Hey, Nick, uh, you're on the air. Guys. Uh, I am listening to you from California. Uh, I have started, I'd like to, you guys for you guys to find a couple of tapes of Richard Nixon. One came on the television and announced uh, American people, their president is not a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. I am not uh, a crook. The other one that they did, I am not <laughs> and, and then he said, um, uh, then, then another one he did is what Trump is using today, that, uh, that, Trump, that Nixon made the announcement, if the president does it, it's not illegal. So I cannot, uh, I cannot be tried at all. And, and those should be available on, I don't know how to do it online myself, but they should be around somewhere. That's the David Frost interview. I think that was post-presidency when Nixon told David Frost in the now infamous interview. I wonder if he's listening, Eureka. Man, I miss playing out in that Emerald Triangle in Northern California, man. We used to have all <laughs> kinds of weed-smoking buddies calling us from Northern California. Uh, I don't. I don't think they play us there anymore, but they're the ones missing out. And I always appreciate those that would stream us. Dom. They can go to our website, darnwy.com, or even easier, get that shiny Civic Media app, and then you can text us directly. You can air your grievances right on my phone. 844-967-2789. Uh, Curdy, we've got Earl coming up at the bottom of the hour. I wanted to get out uh, some of the sound. Of course, Vice President Kamala Harris coming to the great state of Wisconsin on Monday. Uh, going to be in Waukesha County. Place and time still to be determined. Uh, we will provide best coverage that we can. But, Nate, pull some sound. Uh, this is earlier in the week, I believe. It was the Vice President. Was that The View? I think she was on The View talking about. She course, did a very good cycle. job. I thought she did a great job. Uh, We've got a couple from her. Let's hear it. Nate, you did the hard work. We appreciate it. Cut number 14, if you would, please. I am scared as heck. (laughs) Yeah. Which is why I'm traveling our country. You know, there's an old saying that there are only two ways to run Mm. for office, either without an opponent or scared. So on all of those points, yes, we should all be scared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But as we know, and certainly this is a, a... table of very powerful women we don't run away from something when we're scared we fight back against it mm-hmm. That's right. uh, a little bit more from vice president kamala harris cut 15 please so right yeah uh, so many of us know when we are scared for the future of our children do we then stay in bed with the covers over our head? Nope. No. We can't. We can't. <laughs> cannot. We cannot. Yeah. And this is where this election requires, rightly, that President Biden and I and, and all of us who are part of this administration, we got to earn re-election. There is no question. We got to be on the road. Listen, since the, in the last two weeks, I've been to Georgia, I've been to Nevada, I've been to North Carolina, I've been to South Carolina twice in the first two weeks of this year. I will be out on the road. We have to earn the reelect, and we have to communicate what we have achieved. Yes. And, and that is gonna be one of our big challenges. We've done a lot of good work. We need to ne- let people know who brought it to them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so we gotta do that. I, I like the vice president, man. I mean, she, I wish she'd been out a little more, you know, during 
the this administration, but at least she's out there now. Look forward to welcoming her to Wisconsin. And I think back about, you know, God, we saw we saw Vice President Pence all the time, right? All the time. Why do we see Vice President Pence all the time? Because he was scraping up the BS that, you know, Donald Trump was shoveling uh, the whole time. He always had to come out and, you know, correct the record. No, he didn't mean this. And it was always, always on cleanup crew uh, when it was Vice President uh, Pence. So look forward to the Vice President coming here to the state of Wisconsin. Look forward to them and the administration to continually pushing uh, uh, the message of what they have done, the successes that they have had. And we do have challenges, certainly. Uh, uh, but yeah, we should be scared and we should be motivated. 844-967-2789. Uh, just reminiscing for a moment, Tom, you remember when Pence started coming out, coming out in the public actually was sadly when the body count from COVID went up and, and Trump, wanted someone else to go out there and be the face of the nation's COVID protocol. That's when Mike Pence was out there literally kind of cleaning up the messes, if you know what I'm saying, Dom. <laughs> I mean, the good. mess being some... dead Americans. Terrible. Terrible. You know, there's still time for your recommendations. I don't know if this goes as a super ballad, but I super love Girl Don't Go Away Man. Just go away. That's like the Republican policy, isn't it? Like they're hoping they won't notice that this is how they feel about you. Uh, Earl Engram, he's our friend. He's joining us next. He's the host of the Earl Engram Show on the Civic Media, and he's going to have some opinions. Grew up, born and raised, whole life in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and there are voters that need to get out and be supportive of Joe Biden for him to have success. I mean, the margins in the state of Wisconsin – What's it? Usually about twenty thousand votes. No. Come on, Milwaukee, you got to turn out Earl, our buddy. He's next. I wonder if he likes hair band super ballads as much as we do. <laughs> the Devil's Advocates, never personal, only politics. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. It's Friday. You made it. We're not done yet. We've got uh, a hairband super ballad Friday happier happy hour. And we've been joined right now by one of our headbanging buddies. He's Earl Ingram, host of the Earl Ingram Show on the Civic Media. Uh, Earl, welcome back, man. How are you doing? Hey, Earl. I'm doing fine, brothers. How are both of you doing? Good. Thank you, man. Good. Earl, I'm looking forward to seeing you Monday morning, midday, afternoon. I'm not sure, but the vice president scheduled to come to Waukesha. You broadcast each and every day, at least the weekday mornings, uh, from Waukesha, WAUK 540 AM, the Beast of the East. And Earl, just real briefly, uh, Kamala Harris has issued a statement in response to this newest Wisconsin proposal from the Republicans a 14-week abortion ban, and then a quick turnaround bang-bang hearing on Monday to try and counter-program the uh, vice president being in town. A uh, brief statement from her. Extremists in Wisconsin just introduced a new abortion ban, the latest in their long string of attacks on reproductive freedoms. Women in Wisconsin have lived in a state of chaos and uncertainty ever since Donald Trump paved the way to overturn Roe v. Wade. Well, Earl, 
you know, I will move beyond abortion conversation in a minute, but the anniversary of Roe v. Wade, the vice president, she's coming to our town, man. Uh, obviously, the importance of Wisconsin never lost on you, sir. You know, you know, Crudy, um, and certainly not lost on, uh, you know, Biden and Kamala Harris. What was it? Just uh, several weeks ago, the president himself was here. It, and I know she was. Is... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say uh, Harris was in Kenosha in August of 23. So the vice president's been both have been here, right, Earl? Oh, I, well, absolutely, Crudy. You know, it's it's kind of amazing that we're just about there uh, with this, and things are just gonna they're gonna heat up from this point forward. You gotta, you just heard. Uh, well, I just heard her talk about how busy her schedule has been. That's nothing compared to what it's going to be. Clearly, the president is not physically able to be at all those places. Uh, she's going to rely, and they're going to rely on her. And, and as you, you and Don both said, she sounded pretty lucid, right? Yeah. Well, she was complimented by uh, one of the Fox hosts over on uh, their Foxy morning show, and she said effectively that, and, and there was obviously a longer, more comprehensive interview that we only brought little snippets of, uh, but they talked about reproductive rights at length, and Fox News, I believe the uh, 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 who is the Barbie doll from the Trump administration uh, that's on the Fox. But anyways, her take was very powerful stuff from the vice president. And, you know, she caught a lot of hell for saying it on Fox News. Uh, you, you, you know, Pruden, um, uh, all, all of what Republicans have been saying about Kamala Harris and, and her lack of. Uh, talent and her lack of understanding how things work and being a bimbo. She's, she's clearly putting those things to rest. And I think it couldn't happen at more of an uh, opportune time than right now. She's going to have to really kind of carry the load um, this time around. And uh, she, all things seem to point to her being able to do it. Folks, you're listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. Earl Ingram Jr., host of the Earl Ingram Show, right here on Civic Media, joining us. Uh, Earl, always a pleasure to talk to you, man. I'm looking forward to the vice president coming to town. Uh, Another issue that we've brought up today in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel uh, from Molly Beck, Eva Wen, in the ground game to engage black Milwaukee voters, signs of waning enthusiasm for a 2020 rematch now, Earl, I have waning enthusiasm to see these old guys going at it again, uh, but I'll certainly vote for Joe Biden if that's the case. Uh, but the one paragraph uh, from the article here, or I'd like you to comment on. Uh, they say, while predominantly white wards continued steady turnout at 77% in 2016 and 84% in 2020, black voter turnout experienced a steep decline, falling in 2016 to around 58%, and then again to around 51%. Uh, Earl, I want to get your sense. Is that is that what you're feeling? This lack of enthusiasm, and and how do you think we go about trying to you know increase uh, the turnout? Well, you know, Dominic and and Crudy is twofold. What they didn't say in that report and article is that Milwaukee has one of the youngest black populations in the entire nation. 
And so based on the fact that so many uh, with COVID uh, elders in our community succumbed to COVID and other things and just pure aging, many of the people who we could count on to vote are no longer there. And so we've got a very, very young population that is not even in a position to vote based on their ages. And then there's a certain, uh, another population, uh, young population that doesn't feel that there's anything in which to vote. So those are the reasons that, that the voting has gone down in our community. The other thing is clearly Barack Obama's not running. Right. And so you, you, you're not able to mobilize people with, Hey, this charismatic guy, but I will say that, you know, Joe Biden has done some great things, and, and and people in our community who may not be aware of it, you they, it's because they are just not educated to know that many of the nonprofits that that help people who struggle in the society have been able to have some resources for the first time in a long time to address the issues that impact and affect our community. That's because of Girl. Joe Biden and Build Back Better. And certainly the vice president is going to articulate some of that. And that'll be, you know, certainly part of the messaging from the Democrats going forward. And I look forward to hearing more and more and more uh, of the bullet points of the things they've done and accomplished that will help going to help the people in this country. Uh, you mentioned the young African-American community, uh, you know, Kevlar Johnson, mayor of Milwaukee, uh, David Crowley, Milwaukee County executive, both young African-American men. Uh, what is your sense on, on their uh, responsibility? But what do you think they should be doing? Uh, in trying to, you know, get out the vote, Earl? Well, you know, there there are four or five different organizations that are working towards helping to get out the vote. I think they those people stand a better chance of mobilizing and organizing the people than the mayor and the county executive. The mayor and the county executive to many of the young people in our community are not even aware of who they are. And so most of what the mayor and the county executive do aren't directly involved in impacting the lives of the citizens and the young people uh, who struggle in our community. So I think if we're looking for them to somehow make a major push, it's not going to come from them. It's going to come from organizations like Souls to the Polls and Block and uh, black organizations uh uh, leading towards change or whatever the acronym is, but that's where it's going to have to come. The ground games of those entities, and and just like going back to 2012, if the Democrats are, are concerned enough and and understand the importance of getting out the black vote, there'll be financial dollars in, uh, infused into our communities to make sure that's done. Earl Ingram, our colleague in broadcast excellence. Uh, Earl, how important are the black churches in turning out the Milwaukee population? And do they have the impact they once did? You, you talk about the sort of the disparate. There's, there's an aging Milwaukee black population, and then there's a very young black population. Earl, do the black churches have any influence over either of those sort of demographic groups? Uh, not like they once did, uh, you know, COVID, COVID did a number on churches throughout the nation, and black churches are no different. They were never able to recover 
uh, from the populations that they had uh, prior to COVID. So they don't have uh, the power that they once had as as parishioners of those f- facilities have either stopped coming, uh, and and so they're undergoing transitions themselves. So no, the the black church itself is is not as powerful as it once was. It as well is in transition. So you know, I I really believe that the only hope or the real hope is through again souls to the polls. Uh, block and other organizations that can go door to door and organize and mobilize those who, and really to be quite frank with you guys, most of the people who are going to vote are going to vote anyway, people from my generation. They vote all the time, and those of us who are left, we're going to vote. It's a matter of trying to mobilize younger people who don't see any reason to vote because their lives have not changed. And so when I talk with young people, this is what they say. So they don't think that there's any correlation between voting and their lives changing. That's a horrible state of, of affairs, but what is it? Over 50% of the people in our nation don't vote. Right, right. Errol Ingram, uh, obviously the RNC coming to Milwaukee, there's an effort um at least I read there's an effort by the Republican Party to do outreach with communities of color, with the black community in Milwaukee. <laughs> Earl, is that having any impact? Is that for reals? <laughs> well, you're laughing, Earl. Hey, Crudy. <laughs> hey, Crudy. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. You know, they, well, I hear you giggling. Let me ask you a serious question then. <laughs> okay. I hear... I hear you are hosting an old white U.S. senator for an hour next Friday, and it's Ron Johnson. And uh, former friend of the Devil's yeah. Advocates, Don won't have him back anymore, the whole January 6th thing. But, Earl, you're going to have the U.S. senator, and uh, what do you hope to accomplish, and do you think – do you think he's trying to use you to either do black voter outreach or perhaps voter suppression, just confuse the people? What, what do you think Ron's you, trying to you, accomplish you, coming on your show, coming in studio for an hour, Earl? And what do you, you want to, to accomplish, the, Earl? You, you had to tell the people that, huh? Um, <laughs> Absolutely, uh, man. I'm tuning in. I can't wait. Next Friday morning, 8 to 10, Earl's got Rojo. <laughs> Oh, so 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 you know they called a couple times, and in keeping with what I was under the assumption that civic media is, Crudy, and you know this better than I, uh, something different than the average radio station that welcomes both sides uh, in the conversation. They they asked if they could come on, and. Um, and I'm clearly not a guy who's going to be wide-eyed and excited about having Ron Johnson in. I know who Ron Johnson is. I've you know heard him on your shows many times, but I haven't only heard him on your shows. I've heard him on those conservative shows and the things that he says there. So clearly I'm, I'm going to draw a contrast to what I hear him say on conservative talk radio, and if he's trying to say something completely different, on on our station, then I'm going to definitely call him on that. And, you know, 
we're going to talk about immigration. We're going to talk about a lot of different things. I don't, I'm not naive and gullible enough, and as a dusty old guy, <laughs> I'm not excited about having Ron Johnson come into the studio, man. You know, I mean, you know, if if I'm going to have a crush on somebody, it's certainly not going to be Ron Johnson. Um, <laughs> but, but, but I'm clearly, he's going to take calls, and I, that was part of what I said I thought he should do if he's coming on the air, that he should take calls from the listeners. It's not about me. Being no, about that's a big mistake, Earl. We've tried that, but you, we wish you oh, oh. tremendous success with that exercise. You should have told me that. Okay, okay. Well, we'll talk off the air. We'll, we'll, we we could talk, we'll talk later. Talk hey, you know what else Ron loves? Beer in the morning, just like Derek Van Orden's staff would offer. You better offer the man a beer. And he loves hairband super ballads. I've heard that. <laughs> well, Earl, well, we're not going to give him what we're not going to give him what he wants. We're going to give him what he needs. Absolutely, Earl. Go get him, buddy. A, a <laughs> dose of Earl. Thank you so much for coming around the Devil's Advocates. Don't forget, Earl's got Rojo. Thank you. Next brother. Friday, eight to ten on the Civic Media. Check it out. The Devil's Advocates know how to kick ass and chew bubblegum. And we're all out of bubblegum. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates radio show hour. Last segment of the day. So if you got something to say, hit us up on the lines right now at 844-967-2789. Warrant, man. I haven't heard this song since like high school. You loved it then. You love it now. You know you. <laughs> I mean, it was okay then. It's less okay now. But you know, it's nostalgia. Hey, we all love Earl Ingram, and we appreciate when the host of the Earl Ingram Show comes round. I look forward to spending a little time with Earl. I don't know what time on Monday, but the vice president coming to our backyard, and Earl and I have put in for our credentials. And uh, Earl, his show's eight to ten. We play four to six so somewhere in between those two times we anticipate seeing the vice president in uh suburban milwaukee waukesha county on monday and we'll bring you special coverage right here on the devil's advocates but i cannot promise you the booking that earl had because i'm still quite intransigent on the topic of ron johnson he's kind of been <laughs> banned around here he's like in the cj doghouse column oh man but earl's you, having him on Good enough I, for the I, I Earl show. I can't. I've told you, man. I can't. I can't give you a good reason why I should be able to, you know, dictate who we do or do not have. I would never think that you could tell me who I can talk to or not. So if if you want Ron, man, I will let you set all that up, and I'll I'll just be me. I'll book up Ron on like a Friday when I know you're sneaking off to your cabin <laughs> or wherever it is you go, uh, <laughs> folks. You can always be a part of this show eight four four. Nine six seven two seven eight nine. Do we have calls? Because otherwise, I was going to point out that Donald Trump is stooping to racially charged attacks on Nikki Haley now in the New Hampshire primary. You knew it was coming, Dom. As soon as she posed a threat, he was either going to attack her for being a woman or not white or both. It started, but, you know, I'd rather hear the people's grievances. If they're well, get, we'll get to it. Let's hear it. Our Rico from Rock County. You're up, Rico. Happy Friday. What do you got for us? Rico Suave. How hey, you doing, hey, man? Hey, 
Hey, hey, hey, happy Friday. Go, Pat, yeah. go. Yeah, I'm very I excited about the game. I got my G on the head. You know, Anderson Cooper accidentally wore a Packer, uh, bought a Packer hat, somehow flying out of Mitchell, ended up in Chicago, and apparently, Rico, he wasn't warmly welcomed about two weekends ago wearing a <laughs> Packer hat the, the, the last week of the season in Chicago. Oh, I can't imagine why. Hey, I did want to bring up a little grievance I got with Robin Voss's preposterous medical marijuana bill. I guess yeah, you man. could call it if you're about to if you're about to die, we'll let you have a hit bill, whatever they want to call it. <laughs> well, but not a hit, but maybe you know. a pill or a gummy. <laughs> right. But as long right. as and we're gonna have as long as you purchased it at the DMV slash dispensary, uh and one of five convenient locations in a state the size of Wisconsin. But please continue with your thoughts. Well, here, I'll continue with my thoughts. My thought about these five state-run agencies might – does anybody remember the word communism? Doesn't that sound a little communistic? We're going to have state-run um dispensaries and i'm having a little problem putting the communism and the conservatism in the same sentence but you know i guess we're all about smaller government guys so I well, we can do communes. legalized weed I mean, the we can do communes as long as it means not offering any sort of inclusive you know people that communities that have historically been uh let's say downtrodden and that the Let's say marijuana laws have been used against uh, our friend Alan Robinson might point out like black people, you know, Robin Voss would turn the state into your drug dealer just to make sure some black person doesn't make some minuscule profit on doing so. 844-967-2789. Thank you for the call, Rico. Have a great weekend. Doogie from Chicago. We brought up Chicago. Here's Doogie. Welcome. What do you got for us? Sure you did. <laughs> of course you did. Happy Friday. Thank you. You Happy too. Happy Friday indeed. <laughs> well, I got some grievances really quickly. I know we're running out of time. Um, actually, I'm, gr- I'm grieving for you, kind of, because you just mentioned about the uh, California radio station, so it made me look them up, KGOE. And, uh, yeah, they did flip yeah. formats to sports in February of 23. That's And a lot of people are angry about that. You know, you go down the timeline and Reddit and all that, and they're like, what happened to my progressive radio station? And that's the problem. We need a progressive national radio network. So, But you guys are doing great in that state. Dom, tell them uh, Michael Tomaski published on that very topic, the fact that conservatives buy up media networks, and uh, Democrats really don't. And, you know, civic media and the efforts of Sage Weil and his financial contributions here in Wisconsin are innumerable, uh, you know, but no one else is really doing this, Doogie. Yeah, I want to, which, you know, that's that down the road. Uh, oh, oh, Dom, um, in uh, uh, Michigan, uh, Detroit, AM 910 Superstations for Sale. I'd like to grab that one. They flipped that from uh, actually black talk to a conservative talk. How great is How that? much? Oh, by the How way, much they ask in Doogie? Um, Actually, I don't know. Actually, you know, being that's an AM station, but they do have FM translators, so I don't know. But I want to get it. I want to bore the listeners with, with radio talk right now. But oh, by the way, uh, stupid Dallas Cowboys. Hmm. Stupid Dallas Cowboys. 
Yeah, because they didn't beat the, yeah. the Packers. Doogie, oh, real quick, sports question for you, being a Chicago guy. What's going to happen with your quarterback? Are you going to keep him or are you going to dump him? Uh, Fields, uh, we, love him or list him. We, but, but I got, but I got to tell you, we like him. I like him. We like him. But here's the thing: is that um, the 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 management of the team, uh, they don't. They, they, I think a lot of uh, Chicago sports uh, owners take us for granted because we're diehard fans, and even if we lose, we still buy their products. So I'm trying to like, you know. Uh, we should like boycott ticket sales and all that until they improve. That's that's my thing. Oh, by the way, um, I'm also I'm waiting for Ron death sentence to uh, put Trump up on uh, voter fraud charges for uh, using Mari Lago as a uh, residence, which he's not allowed to do. I'm waiting for that one. <laughs> <laughs> right, man. Don't hold your breath, but I'm waiting with you, Doogie. Thanks for the call. Have a great weekend, man. Uh, go Packers. That's the obvious. Unless go Lions. That's the obvious. The the sort that would bet against the home team. <laughs> Who would ever do that? What sort of detestable human? Uh, stick around. <laughs> stick around for the Maggie Dawn show and outside the pizza box with our friend Pizza Box Mike in the Madison market. You're going to want to stick around for that. Pete, our pal Pete Schwaba doing the night night light. 8 to 10 right here on Civic Media. Have a great weekend. Go Packers. Thank you, Nate, for all the hard work you do for us. That's not acknowledged on the radio enough. (laughs) Thanks, Nate. Have a great weekend, everyone.